Hello to all my beautiful souls in this vast multiverse. How the hell are ya? Um, I hope you're doing good or just resting or chilling. And even if you're not doing good, hey, everything will be all right. Just got to be patient with the uncomfortable feelings. So even if you're not doing well, it will come to pass as does everything, right? When was the last time we went through something and it just never ended i mean i know some of y'all be like well v i'm still going okay okay well besides some some things i mean think about it today is march something i can't even this sad i don't even feel like um looking at my phone it's march it's, it's march something so here's the thing can you really remember what you were thinking and going through a whole year ago on this exact date you know what i mean all those obsessive thoughts you know, I wanted to talk about something and and let it be and, and let me know if, if anyone else has thought this. So I was doing a um, as you guys know, I do mentorships. Um, so, you know, a mentorship is basically where I call and hang out with your ass for, you know, four weeks out the month. And we just talk about literally whatever, anything you want to talk about. But anyway, I had this mentorship last week with this girl and she's just wonderful. So if you're listening, hey, girl. But anyway, um. We were discussing this. I don't know, but it, it, it brought up randomly from spirit. And they said to me, why do we overthink negative things? When was the last time you were overthinking something positive? I said, yo, that's so true. I mean, really think about it. We're always overthinking something going wrong. We're overthinking, oh my God, I said that wrong. Hopefully they're not mad at me. I'm, ah, uh, but why aren't we overthinking positive things? Such as like, um, my spirit guide gave me this example. Why don't we overthink things like, God, this is gonna go so great for me. I just can't wait for this. This is gonna go so damn good. Oh my God, I know this person's feeling so much love right now. Oh my God, I'm just, I just, Man, I wonder if this is gonna this is gonna turn out so good. We don't think like that. Why don't we overthink great things? Why don't we overthink on positive things? Our brains only love to overthink negative things or negative what ifs. Just something to think about. Just let it. Let, I'm just putting it out there. Or just letting it. If, if it's just me. But anyway, thought that was a cool concept. And, you know, like uh, we, we were uh, discussing in that uh, specific mentorship, you know, about how we can truly reprogram our minds. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we can program it to naturally overthink negatively, we can automatically and definitely program it to think positively. It just takes extra brain power and, ch and challenge. It just takes extra brain power to really um, challenge yourself to think positively. It's literally rewriting your own algorithm. You know what I mean? Right now, your algorithm's already preset. It's time to go in that bitch and re redirect some codes, do some coding. You know, let's go do some coding in our brains because... You know, living life and always overthinking every conversation, overthinking every converse, every word someone said to you. Did they really mean this? It's like that. That's such a recipe for disaster. You know, why can't we just accept what happened, not overthink it, leave it alone and and, and think positively? I mean, I know it's just a challenge. I know it sounds funny, but like, I don't know if it's because we've just been pre- you know, we've been pre-exposed to so much negativity in our society, in our families, in our own lives, in our relationships. Is that is that why we just expect everything to go shitty? I don't know. I'm just uh, kind of sitting here philosophizing. So excuse me. I'm just um, I'm thinking out loud, if you will. I'm just uh, it, it just kind of perplexed me. And, and the idea never left me since that mentorship. Like, yo, hmm. I wonder if it's because it's 
maybe it's a combination of everything, right? Maybe it's a combination of society, our own traumas, our things that were passed down and from our parents or ancestors, maybe these kind of thinking patterns. I don't know. But now that we're adults, we can do something about it. You know what I mean? Anyone who's listening, even if you're living with a really shitty person, you know, and you're like, God, they're the cause of my anxiety. They're the cause of my stress. Even with living with someone, you still have some kind of power and control over your mind. Yeah, the motherfuckers can make you feel like you're walking on eggshells. Yeah, motherfucker people, you know, motherfucking bitches can acting really weird or shady or jealous. But you know what? You do have power in your own mind. No one can touch you in your mind and in your heart and in your soul. They may try to throw dabs at you, may make you feel like you're, you know, I don't know if, you know, the people you hang around with make you feel worthless, then it's time to reevaluate why you hang around people who make you feel like shit. That's another reason to reevaluate, you know? But anyway, um, but I'm just letting you know, if you're in a situation where you literally can't physically leave, you know what I mean? Um, I, I do recommend that, you know, I, I just, I do believe that you do still have some power and there is still boundaries and um, certain things that we can do that even if living with a difficult person, we can still feel empowered and not have to, you know, kind of censor ourselves. You know, you don't, you never want to censor yourself. Um, anyway, I don't even know where this is coming from. Um, today I was actually supposed to be answering Q&A. So, you know, my random ass, I jump from topic to topic. So, um, a couple weeks ago, I did a Q&A in my story about um, just random topics, basically. Um, this is I, I love Q&A time. Um, it's a lot of fun. So I figured I'd take some of y'all's questions about, you know, random things. And I will answer them with my spirit guide, Zalo, who is right next to me, by the way. Um, okay, so I'm going to start with this question. What actually happened during the Texas freeze? Um, okay, that is interesting. Now, the conspiracy person in me would love to expand upon this, but for certain reasons, I'm not going to go too deep, but I will say this. Um, I, I have to be honest. Um, the main, the, the first thing I get from Zalo is he sa- he shows me the word political. So he says, it, it, "It, I know. How can weather be political? I know. Okay, I get it. Let's put our tinfoil hats on. I know. How can weather be political? Let's just think about it here, guys. Please research H A A R P weather engineering, geoengineering, weather manipulation, whatever you want to call it. It is very real. They try to say they dismantle it years ago, but they really didn't. Um, they, they, they really didn't. So, uh, but, but anyway, um, the Texas freeze, it was a combination of them manipulating the weather. And also, I don't know why Zalo keeps saying political. Honestly, guys, I don't know what this really means. It's some kind of political thing. I don't know if someone, I don't know, but yes, partially um partially natural weather you know what i'm saying regular weather shit and then the other 50 percent was politically motivated there was something politically motivated with this isn't that strange so hmm just throwing it out there guys so yes do weather i I just want to throw this out there i know i mentioned the um haarp please look it up I am going to only say this one more time because guys, like I told you months ago, my podcast was censored. 
And that is exactly why I have been staying clear of certain topics, okay? So um, my podcast and certain episodes were taken off and censored. And also, like I said, starting in November, December, sir, my Instagram started becoming censored because of the shit I was talking about. So that's why I kind of scaled back because, you know, I'm not trying to like lose my whole platform. You know what I mean? It's never that serious. But like, I still want to get the info out there to y'all, but I'm not going to just go into major details. But I will say it because I think it's really important. At at this point, I don't really give a fuck. H-A-A-R-P. And again, I don't really care at this point. So whatever. They want to censor me. I don't care. I want y'all to look into it because it's a very real thing. And I just want to say this. I am in no way saying that every single natural disaster or weather disaster is created by HAARP. I am in no way saying every single one, but I will say the most, um, you know, the ones, let's just say if the media covers something for longer than a week or so, it's definitely kind of pre-planned. But, but, I, but I do want to say this, seriously. Um, I, I wouldn't say 100% all of natural disasters. That's just ridiculous. Just just a small percentage is definitely created by them, you know? So just look into it. And it's, it's called weather warfare. You know how we have biological warfare, kind of like what they did with the coronavirus? They released it from the lab. That's biological warfare. It's the same thing with um, what's happening with certain weather things. You know, some people even say Hurricane Katrina was a, a weather warfare created by HARP. Guys may want to look into Hurricane Katrina and Google Hurricane Katrina HARP. I think there was something about it. I'm not sure, but there's a lot of conspiracies out at that time with Hurricane Katrina and FEMA. You want to look into FEMA as well. They're not innocent as well. So that's as much as we're going to get on my conspiracy hour. So I just wanted to, I just decided to take take this opportunity to throw in all, all the conspiracies. So yeah, you guys want to um, look into that stuff. Um, weather warfare is very real and we will be seeing more of it um, same with biological warfare and like this uh, COVID stuff it's gonna last it's gonna last a while guys they're gonna they're gonna drag this out um, anyway let me continue so okay how do you feel about the Ouija board I personally stay away from them have you used one you know what? I have never used one in my life. Um, oh, wait. No, 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 no. Wait. Nope, nope, nope. Zalo just put a memory. When I was about six, six or seven, I think one of my, I think my brother, I, I swear I have this memory. Okay. I think they, I think we used it as children, you know, back when it was like, I think it was, was it just me? Any other 90s people out there? Was this marketed as like a children's toy? Because why do I feel like I was playing this as a child? Well, you know, I was always a, uh, you know, a fucking psychic bitch. But you know what I mean? It's just, but anyway, I don't really have detailed memories of it, though. I'll tell you that. But as an adult, like I said, other than me playing it at age like six, I have, n- I have no memories. I've never done it as a teen, teenager, never used it as an adult. Um, Zalo, what do you say about Ouija boards? Okay, he says he says it's a neutral instrument. Okay, so what he means by a neutral instrument, um, it's just an instrument, basically. What energy, what energy happens from it is based off of you. So it's neutral energy, neutral instrument, okay? So it's not that it's bad or good. It depends on your intentions. Do you understand that? So when an energy is neutral, whatever you, the person or the spirit on the other side brings to it, that's what's gonna happen, basically. So 
basically what Zalo's saying, it's not that the Ouija boards come with a weird energy. You see what I'm saying? It's not like it comes with a weird energy, but he's also saying that there is some kind of trick that the makers use. He says um, something with uh, the, what does he say? The mag, he says the magnet. What do you mean by magnet? I don't know. He says they put something in there that interacts with your hands. I don't know. He says, he says magnet. I don't know. So whatever. Um, but basically his take on it is that it's neutral. You asked for my personal opinion. So me as in V, not Zalo, I personally wouldn't do it because I'm lazy. And why would I use a tool when I could just use my head? But that's just how I think. Cause I'm simple. I don't. And I think that's why I don't use any tools because not because there's anything wrong with it. Just like Zalo says, everything's neutral. It's what you bring to it, you know? Um, it's just that I'm lazy. And I feel like if I had a tool that's going to distract me, um, I'm of a one-track mind. So if I had a tool, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Let me wait and see what this says. See, I'll get distracted. So, so, so to answer your question, no, personally, I would never use it. I just like using my head because it's easier for me to just channel with my mind, you know, because it's just like, it's just easier for me that way. So, um, Good question. Uh, let's see here. Um, animals know when something isn't okay. My cat comes and lays on my injuries. He gets clingy with me. That's very true, actually. Um, that's actually 100% true. Animals always know. Um, they are definitely animals and our, you know, our little furry friends. They're very high vibrational. They're very much in tune with the spirit realm. Cats, dogs, you know, they see spirits in your house. So they will act accordingly. They also, um, because cats, you know, you said a cat specifically. Cats are very, very psychic. So are dogs. Um, I feel like all animals are really tapped in. But cats are very psychic as well since we're on the topic of cats cats and as you know egyptians love their asses and i do too i personally love cats they're my favorite but um so yeah i'm not surprised to hear that the cat the cat for you also represents healing energy so the cat's purr has an has an immense beautiful vibration so the cat's purring is actually quite healing just on a vibrational scale um but yeah so cats dogs all the animals know when you're sick when you're going through something so i think it's really sweet especially when you have a really um great connection with your pet they will definitely lay on you and get close to the wounds and injured injuries just like your cat did so yeah um animals are very psychic they're very the, the veil's very thin for them um do animals have like a soul contract. Yes. Can you believe it? Yes, they do. Um, even they have little small little purposes, but it's not as intricate as us humans, but, um, yeah, everyone kind of serves a purpose here on this planet. So it's very cool. All right. Um, oh, another animal question. So this works spirit animals, how and why animals cross your paths, animals and dreams. Um, animal guides choose us, uh, so if you have a random animal that consistently pops up in your dreams, or if you see an animal that consistently pops up in your everyday life, let's say you go on your balcony every morning and it's the same animal, whether it's a bird, butterfly, I don't know, mountain lion, depending on where you live. I mean, that'd be kind of weird if you're just encountering, I mean, not really, because here in California, we get a lot of mountain lions, especially if you're like actually living in the mountains. But anyway, um, let's say you go out every day and you see the exact same bird and you're like, what the hell? Or the exact same cat, dog, I don't know. That's not random. You would wanna, I would, always I always suggest this if you're in person I'm talking about not I'm not I'm gonna attack I'm gonna tackle the dream state real quick but I want to first talk about in person 
if you walk outside and you always encounter the same animal, okay, and I'm talking about, here's my rule of thumb. If it's more than three times, that is my golden rule. If you see it three times, that is a really, that's a message, okay? That's a message I would highly look into. Um, you can Google something like spirit animal meaning, meaning of this or spiritual meaning of this bird, spiritual meaning of fox. You know, you want to Google something like that. I actually channeled my own messages of what certain animals mean. I posted on my page like a year ago. I may repost it just to kind of refresh in everyone's memories. But honestly, guys, this was my... Everyone has their own channelings, you know what I mean? So I channel my own versions of what animals mean with my spirit guide Zalo. But if you go online, there's a ton of other interpretations. So just go with what feels right. You know what I mean? Um, so, so yes, some of us and a lot of us do have what's called animal spirit guides. And animal spirit guides pick us. They come to when animal guides choose us. It's for a specific reason in our journey. Okay, so... They're there to assist, uplift, add confidence, add whatever you that's missing to really fulfill what you're going through on terms of your soul lesson or your purpose. Okay, so for instance, you get someone like a lion, obviously you think of a lion animal guide, that lion guide's going to be instilling a lot of mother effing confidence in you. Like do that shit, go after your goals. Remember that, you know, don't settle for less, you know? So it's like, um, it depends. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. So if you see a repeating animal in a dream, I, I find that our animal guides usually find us first in the dream state. So um, that's something to pay attention to. So especially if the animal, okay, let's say you have a dream and it's a wild animal and it literally has, it does not fit in your dream at all. It makes no sense in the dream. It has nothing to do with your dream. You just see some random ass animal walking, just pay attention to that and definitely write it down and Google the meaning. So animal guides do choose us. If you, like I said, if it's, especially if you see it consistently, that's a really good sign that it's your um, animal spirit guide or that it's just um, an animal just sending you a message. Animals, even when we're like, let's say you're taking a hike, okay? So let's say you're taking a nice walk in the park, you're hiking in the mountains, wherever you're at. And if you keep seeing a, um, you know, a specific animal either follow you or you see the same animal on the same trail, also take that in consideration that that's a temporary message. So not all the time it means it's your animal guide, Animals, even when you are walk, walking in their home in nature, they can see your energy. They can pick up on what you need. They can pick up on what needs healing. And so sometimes it's just a little reminder. And also, side note, this is also where we get even cooler. The phase, the fairy spirits, the elementals who live in nature, you know, living, coexisting with the animals, the fairies and the elemental spirits also utilize animals to send a message to your ass, especially when you're out in nature because you're in the elementals and the fairies and the gnomes and all those like cool creatures. You're in their house when you're out in nature. And so they can easily read your energy and send you healing energy and they'll use animals while you're walking in nature as well or birds and things like that to get your attention. So yeah, guys, for all those people who love to hike, you guys may be hiking side by side with the fairy spirits and not even know it. They're very fun. They give you a boost of energy. It's very healing. You feel very just wholesome. I don't know how to, they, they just, they recharge your ass. That's how I feel. It's just really awesome. Nature's recharging in general, but, um, 
yeah, good question. Good, good, good question. I mean, all questions are really great questions. Um, let's see. Two, two, two. A one-on-one about crystals. Um, I'm not the right person. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, yeah, I guess it's true. Don't assume all quote spiritual people know everything because I definitely don't. I'm still, you know, the thing with me, I'm still learning more about crystals and astrology. You know, I think people just assume if you're just spiritual, you're just supposed to know it. Nah, nah. I only, I'll tell you what I know, what I know, no. What I'm really proficient in, proficient in is psychic development, intuition, anything along those lines. Oh, I'm that bitch. But when it comes to crystals, I'm like, hey, I'm still a student. But you know what? I'm still a motherfucking student, even in psychic development. I mean, you know, I'm always learning from the other side, right? But I can at least say with more confidence, I'm more confident in like psychic work and doing psychic development and teaching. But one thing I'm not really good at is crystals. Like I don't, I study some of it, but like I have like on me, I have like the amethyst, the amethyst, which was good for um you know dreams and psychic work that's what i know so far selenite good for protecting energy but personally i've never been that hugely drawn to crystals i know a lot of us are but i'm just not i just keep a few on me um i do think they work really really well um i just don't i don't know just not really it's not my thing 100 percent. so i'm with you girl uh whoever said that i'm with you 101 on crystals where are my crystal genies at where are my crystal bitches at where are my crystal men at hey where y'all at because um yeah, school me too. <laughs> Let's all do a, a, a crystal class together because <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I mean, good question, but sorry. Just had to admit that I don't know. Just to throw it out there. I don't know, y'all. You know, sometimes, and I think it's good to just admit, sometimes a motherfucker just don't know, you know? And I'm not gonna sit here and lie and pretend to know all the answers because I don't, you know? I only know what I know. And what I don't know, hey, means there's more to learn, right? So I love about life. Always more to learn. Um, let's see here. Astral projection. Can anyone do it? Is there a safe way to do it to protect your body and soul? Yes. Yes and yes. Yes, anyone can do it. And yes, there is a safe way to kind of protect your body, your soul, and all that good stuff. So guys, once you reach what I call the paralyzation state stage, which is the one of the best signs that you're about to leave your body is when your body gets paralyzed. Now, I've talked about this before, sleep paralysis, but I'm going to bring it up one more time. One more time, y'all. All right, so sleep paralysis. Some people see what they call sleep paralysis demons, right? There's tons of memes out there. Yo, just saw a sleep paralysis demon. You know what I mean? Those scary, why do we see scary monsters? Why do we see scary looking beings when we are under sleep paralysis? Some people do. And like I said before, a lot of times these negative things we're seeing are created are what's called negative thought forms, meaning it's created by our own thoughts. When you are of a higher consciousness or in the fourth dimension, fifth dimension and higher, whatever you think manifests instantly. So here's the thing. Are you still with me? All right, I'm going to pause. When 
you go through sleep paralysis and you think about it when you feel like you can't move what is the first feeling shit i can't move i can't speak i'm stuck what's that first feeling fear what does and and so you're feeling fear when you're in that sleep paralysis state you're halfway into another consciousness. You're in an altered consciousness state, which means that things are manifesting instantly. So what's happening sometimes for some of us is our fears are manifesting into ugly looking beings. Now, that is not to say 100% of what y'all experience, especially if y'all in a sleep paralysis state and you see something negative, that is not to say 100% it's created by you, but I would say 70%, yes, it is created by you. So at that moment, when it, let's say you're one of those people who see negative things or negative, ugly looking being, you want to say you are not real. Boom. You say you are not real or say you have no power over me or um, I am in control. Say something, one of those words, whatever. It will delete the image in front of you. That's it, literally, guys, that's how easy it is. I know. So any next time you see something scary, just say something, words along those lines. Um, but I would say this, um, as far as astral projection, when you get to the sleep paralysis, paralysis state, I just showed to you guys what how it can go wrong and then you won't leave your body once the fear takes over you're not going to want to feel like leaving your body so once you feel the sleep paralysis instead of thinking because remember in the sleep paralysis state you can't say anything you can't yell you're just yelling in your head you can't move instead of freaking out remind yourself oh shit i'm about to leave my body this isn't like don't don't feel fear so what depends on your experience is what you say to yourself in the sleep paralysis state you need to start speaking really positive start calling on your guys start calling on archangel michael to protect you visualize a white bubble say and call your protectors whoever you guys you know pray to to protect you and at that moment that's what's going to keep you protected um when you leave because when you do leave your body you will be able to experience lower um, you know, the lower dimensions and higher dimensions. Okay. So it does expose you to whoever and any, and, and anyone, but here's the thing. If your vibration's naturally high, naturally, it will kind of, um, prevent you from encountering a lot of low level entities just in general, just in general. So, um, but you want to just kind of visualize yourself in a little white bubble, call on your little protectors and that's it. You're good. And then you're kind of, um, so once you're in a sleep paralysis state, start talking to yourself saying, I'm leaving my body. I'm going to leave my body. Everything's positive. Protect me, God, whatever those things are, keep it positive. That's all I'm saying. Use your protection stuff, then say something positive. That is what's going to ensure that you leave your body. And also you want to command yourself. So you also want to say things like, I'm exiting my body, exiting my body. And you want to start visualizing yourself outside of your body at that moment that can also help assist you in leaving your body but um yeah you can definitely uh anyone can do this though um i also recommend listening to um theta waves as well um guys theta waves delta waves go on youtube youtube data or th or theta waves they induce a um a uh what's it called it induces your body into like a meditative state. It's like a cheating way to achieve a meditative state, like where your body's so calm, it can leave. So you wanna research data and theta waves. It's a quicker way, put it on your headphones. It has to be with your headphones on. That's another way you can leave your body is listening to theta or delta waves. 
and just think really positive and all that good shit. So that's one of my cheating ways. So just throwing it out there, y'all. Um, let's see here. Actually, that's going to be all I'm going to answer today because I got to get started with my day, y'all. You know, I got classes to teach. I got mentorships to get to. I got to talk to some of y'all with some readings today. So yeah, I got a, I got a busy ass day ahead of me. Um, yeah, hopefully you guys... Um, take something from this today. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful um, rest of your day and happy spring as well. Forgot it's springtime now. So happy spring. All right. Peace.